Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number 21 of the Reinventure Me podcast. The success of your next great beginning starts with the habits you create today. But how are habits created? And how should you decide which ones to create? Well, we'll discuss that in this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hey, oh, Larry Gates here with my co-host. Armin Asadi. Hey, we're so glad you are here listening to this episode of Reinventure Me. 21st episode. <laughs> the 21st episode. It's 21 Jump Street right here at Reinventure Me. I kind of feel like we've we've graduated. You know, at 21, you get so many privileges, but... I guess that means we get to do a 22nd episode <laughs> next week, right? <laughs> the huge privilege. <laughs> hey, so if this is your first time joining this uh, podcast, we're so glad you're here. We want to tell you what this podcast is all about because this is a podcast where we never stop asking the question, What do I want to be when I grow what up? What do I want to be when I grow up? You know, when I was a little kid, there's a world was everything, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, like be a fireman or whatever. And uh, oftentimes we lose that question as we get older. And Armin and I, our desire through this podcast is to always keep that question out in front and center. We always want to have you thinking about, well, what's God trying to birth inside of me? Because he's probably already done some great things within you, mm-hmm. and there's even greater things that are yet to come. That's right. So we want to inspire that. We want to help you discover your next great beginning. And today we're going to talk about habits. Hobbits. hobbits. Not hobbits. <laughs> you shall not, not pass. I still like that. I guess I've used it in two episodes. Habits. <laughs> habits are cool, too. The show notes you'll find at reinventure.me slash 21. And uh, that is because this is episode 21. We hope that you have a chance to jump out to our website, check out the show notes, leave us a comment, let us know what you think about the show. We actually think that listening to this show should become a habit. Hmm. So this is a very good this is a very good show to talk about habits, right? right. So the first habit right. you should form is listening to this episode. <laughs> hey, so we always like to start off an episode or at least have it somewhere near the front with something that's a little bit of an inspiration. Yes. All right. Today's Inspire Me segment is by a philosopher, a Greek philosopher by the name of Aristotle that I'm sure everyone is uh, aware of. And he was the teacher of Alexander the Great who... Kind of a slacker pupil, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't he, have very many ambitions in his yeah, life. Yeah, created the biggest empire known to the world probably to this <laughs> day. No big deal. But here's the Aristotle quote. He says, We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Mm. I love that, especially knowing what his disciple did. Yeah. You know? Well, and Aristotle, of course, was no slouch. He studied under Plato mm-hmm. and uh, and then went off to be... Uh, Alexander the Great's big tutor. Right. Yeah, you still probably haven't checked out a Far Side cartoon. No, I still haven't. Well, there's a picture of Far Side cartoon. I'm bound to. I oh, you have to. I mean, there's a Far Side cartoon with her, with Alexander the Great's 
sitting at the table when he was a kid and his mom is feeding him a dish and says like, you need to eat this. You need to grow up, get strong. I'm tired of everybody calling you Alexander the pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. I got to look up one of these cartoons one of these times. You know, I have a book. I'll just loan you my book. You'll you'll stay up all night laughing and then wondering, what did that mean? (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Well, I I think Aristotle was really onto something, although you know, sometimes what he said here can get confused by some to think that he was teaching this sort of mindless uh, act that everything can be reduced to habit. And I don't think that's at all what he had in mind. But we can talk about and think about the habits that we have. It, we don't normally often think about our habits. You know, we might think about bad habits, you know, if we're smoking or doing something like that or right. eating uh, ice cream, Americone Dream, Ben and Jerry's at 1030 at night. Um, not that I would know anybody like me that would do that habit, but, you know, we often are not aware <laughs> of our habits that we just do on a routine basis because the whole idea of a habit is that your brain has been trained to do something that you don't have to consciously think about. Right. You ever uh, get up in the morning and you, you get out of your routine, you know, you might have your, your getting dressed routine and yep. you forgot something. It, it throws everything off. If I break my routine cause it's so mindless. Yeah. As soon as I try to do something outside of my routine, I realize how low functioning my brain is in the morning. Throws everything off. Well, it's not just low functioning. It's just that it's your brain has taught itself that it doesn't need to pay attention consciously to the things that you oh. just repetitively do. But when I like leave shampoo in my hair and I <laughs> I, I dry it, you know, and I was like, "What is all this on my towel?" Have you actually done? <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've several never times. Done that. Several right. times I missed a step. You know, it's like I I had a I had a habit burp. You know, and it just didn't work. <laughs> I've never done that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So so we need to talk about habits today, and yep. uh, and habits have a very simple anatomy. Mm-hmm. Charles Duhigg wrote a helpful book uh, not too long ago called The Power of Habit. And he talks about the three elements of habit. There's the cue. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that, that, that triggers the habit. Yep. The, the routine that you go through and the reward. For instance, if, if a routine might be that we're snacking from a refrigerator, right? The cue might be that we wandered in the kitchen and we saw the refrigerator. Right. And we're like, ah, okay, I'm in the kitchen, refrigerator. That's the cue. The habit is I'm opening the door. And the yep. reward is, hey, there's some cheesecake in here or some... Something really Something yummy, deliciously to... fattening and awesome, right? Yeah, <laughs> or you know, it could really be anything. It could be. Uh, it, it, it's sometimes easier to see on the bad habits that we know we were trying to break. That yep, okay, that's my reward. My reward cycle is that I'm, you know, watching too much TV, and it usually is when I'm tired. So there's a cue uh, when I'm exhausted. I go into the living room. There's the remote. Yep. I watch television. Yep. I fall asleep three hours later, you yep. know, on the couch. And if that becomes something that you do every night, it's probably triggered to a cue. And that's the idea of a habit. Mm-hmm. And uh, habits are very helpful, actually. Psychologically, habits allow our brain to focus on more important tasks because the repetitive tasks are ones that they really just become, by definition, mindless. Mm-hmm. But we, we need to think about our habits from a perspective of how do they serve us? How do they serve getting our new great beginning? What have been some of the good habits you've instilled? Oh, geez. Um, this is the one I talked about last week, the setting the priorities. Um, trying to think. some uh, The journaling habit that I picked up from you uh, every night. I've kind of fallen off that, but 
that's been oh really you did yeah yeah i know i know i got too busy man it's just i, I get home and it's like crash well this might be a good time for you to check in on your uh last week's challenge me which was <laughs> you were gonna do well <laughs> this, it's appropriately uh last week's uh segment was on uh productivity if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, it was reinventure.me slash two zero and at the end of that episode we talked about the nothing alternative and the nothing alternative was how you can deal with procrastination by choosing to either deal with the thing that you have to do or mm -hmm. do nothing at all. And Armin took on the challenge last week to apply the nothing alternative this past week. Oh uh, this isn't rehearsed, so I'm asking you kind yeah, of no, live. I did actually, you do it? Yeah, I did it at work. I Great. didn't do anything at home. You didn't production. do any work? No, not at oh. home. But, I, but, I, but at work, I applied it. I, I got Great. so sick of the project I was working on. Yeah. It wasn't a difficult project. It mm -hmm. was just tedious, time-consuming. Yeah. And I wanted nothing. And we have like ping pong tables that I've set up in the office just so we can take breaks to do something other than what we're doing, you know. But I, I tried the doing nothing and I stopped. I turned my chair around. I literally stared at the wall. I said, I have this wall or this project. Yeah. No other options. It took me 30 seconds and I'm so <laughs> well, that, happy to get back to that's, my project. That's a great record. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. This is stupid. Why am I staring at a wall? I could get this project done. Oh, I did I did nothing for much longer than 30 seconds I when I tried it, but oh, I'm I glad can't. it worked for you. Oh yeah, I'm super ADD, so that just doesn't work for me to stare at a wall. Yeah, and if you weren't able to listen to last week's episode, we, we really talked about using the nothing alternative as a way to have boredom work for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you use boredom to work for you, it can help you turn away from the things that you might be procrastinating. So you had some really positive results from that. Yeah, I mean, if if sleeping was <laughs> tied into the nothing, then I could do nothing for a long. Oh yeah, yeah. Time. But the, no, sleeping would yeah. be an activity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But staring mm -hmm. at a wall doing nothing, that got me to work happily fast. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a it's a great strategy. Yeah, and so that's a an idea that you can implement that helps you serve your purposes. And, and habits are the same sort of thing. When we think about a habit having this idea of this cue, this routine, this reward, we then come into saying, okay, well, I want to do something really great. You know, I want to accomplish this next great beginning. Maybe you want to run a marathon. Maybe you want to uh, do a career change. Maybe you're thinking at um, getting into a different uh, line of business altogether or starting a business or going into ministry or whatever that might be or deciding you're going to pick up some craft or skill that you don't have, mm -hmm. something that takes some time to do. So the question is, how can you create a habit that serves that? Because the more you can habitualize things, the more likely you're going to bite off uh, that bigger project. You know, they say, how, how do you eat an elephant, right? <laughs> one piece at a time. One, one, one bite at a time. Yeah. You hope the elephant doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really gross analogy. <laughs> So the idea is, can we find some habits to do that? So the challenge, of course, is how do you do that? Well, I have a recycling program that... <laughs> it's so funny that you call it a recycling program. Yeah, you know the recycling, three-step recycling uh, process. Mm -hmm. the Reduce, re reuse, recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. And it's an easy way to remember that for creating your own habits. Mm -hmm. So think about reduce for a second. Okay. If, if we're thinking about our next great beginning, and we think about reduce... Think about all the things, all the goals that you want to accomplish. So you have goals that you want to, things you want to get done today, some things you want to get done this month, some things perhaps this year, and then you have longer term aspirations. Mm -hmm. 
And since we're talking about next great beginnings here, we really want to talk about the longer term things. It's the longer term things that we're setting these daily habits are really going to pay off. So the first step in this reduce, reuse, recycle program is to say reduce. How do we reduce all the goals down to the largest one or the most important one that we would have? Hmm. For instance, for myself, one of my long-term goals is to become a writer and to write some books. And it's one thing to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a writer. And you sit down one morning and you get all excited about it and you start writing. But then what happens that next morning and the morning after that and the morning after that and the morning after that? And so the first step here is to identify not a short-term goal, because often with short-term goals, you can't build up the habits to support the short-term goals that are sustainable, mm-hmm. but identify the long-term goals that you want. So mm-hmm. if, if fundamentally what I want to be as a writer, then I have some habits that I can look at from that. So that takes us into the second step. So first step is reduce. Mm-hmm. So pick a long-term goal. So what would be a long-term goal for you, Armin? Oh, man. Long-term goal. Habit-wise or just... No, just what, what would angel. be a long-term goal? We'll see if we can create some habits to support it. To become an angel investor. Right. Okay. So to go into angel investing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Terrific. So if the step one is to say, I want to do angel investing, you're going to say, let's put that out on what? Five-year horizon, 10-year mm-hmm. horizon, sure. whatever, you know, yep. somewhere out there, right? right? Five to 10 years. I want to be an angel investor. So then we go into step two. And step two, if, if step one's reduce, we're reducing it to the one goal. Step two is reuse. What we want to find here is the activities that you need to accomplish that goal. So uh, think about yourself as a angel investor. Uh, what would you need apart from capital? Right. <laughs> okay. That's right. That, that's that's certainly one thing. But what else would you need in order to be good as being an angel investor? Okay. Okay. So let's just let's just list some things, right? Okay. Um, so I would say one. You. I would need to know what industry or what aspects of investing that I understand the most so that I can invest into the things that I understand. So uh, whether it's technology or is it manufacturing or whatever it is, so I understand what what my wheelhouse is. Okay, so you need to gain understanding in an industry. Yep, exactly. Um, Understanding uh, how investments work, so understanding Yep, so the mechanics of investing. Yep, Uh, understanding the legalities involved. Yep, the the legal contracts and terms. Yep, I mean, you want me to keep going? Yeah, I do, let's just keep going. Um, Knowing um, what my geographic area is that I'm willing to invest in. Yep, and Uh, and connections that you need there, and as you said, you can create a long, long list of these are all things that you need to know. Yep. So we take some of those, and so for as a writer... Um, mine would be, if I'm going to be a writer, right? I, I need to know something about composition. I need yeah. to know about the three-act structure. I need to know about creating an arc. I need to know about tension. I need to know about all kinds of composition techniques right. that are needed. I, and there's disciplines and habits that can be formed in each of those. So identify the activities. And this is the reuse step. So identify the activities, as you've identified a few. Then think about what are some daily habits. If you can get it down to daily, it's great. If not daily, then at least weekly. But then what are some daily habits that you could take on today that would get you closer to that? So for instance, if you were to say, in terms of becoming an angel investor, there's a lot of things you don't know, right? So the one the one thing that you said about three of those 
uh, I want to need know, know something about the industry, about the geography, about the legal terms and contracts, about the investment mechanics. Okay, all those have a common activity, and that is to acquire knowledge about them. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, you're going to be doing some reading, or you're going to be watching some videos, or you're going to be taking some classes, or you're going to be doing something to educate yourself. So there's an education activity involved in each of those, right? Right. So then you could say, if I'm going to make this into, if, if I know that's a fundamental activity that I need to do in order to get there in five to 10 years, what's the amount of time that I'm willing to commit to that on a daily basis? Could it be 20 minutes? And if you say 20 minutes a day, I'm going to commit to reading or watching a video or taking notes or doing some ingesting of information about that particular space. Mm-hmm. That's your habit. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the habit that you want to create. Mm-hmm. So that you're you're gonna you're gonna do that. Now the key, and we'll get to this in a minute, is you gotta link that habit to something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it won't happen. Because that's that cue that uh, Charles Duhigg talked about. You have to have something to trigger the habit. So you gotta link it to something. Okay. But in this reuse step, what we're doing is trying to find what's that one activity that you could do that if you repeated it often enough would have that cumulative effect of creating where you where you want to go. Okay. And so for me as a writer, I <laughs> discovered this and it's oddly enough, when I went to a conference, I went to a lot of writing conferences because I want to be a writer. So if you want to be a writer, what do you do? You go to writing conferences to find right. out what writers do, right? Right. Well, except, except I go to a writing conference and they say, you want to be a writer? Here's the one thing you need to do. You need to write. <laughs> I mean, it's not a writer's right. Yeah. It's not a hard thing. Right. You know, but I just realized I spent a thousand dollars to go to a conference, learn that, hey, I want to be a writer, I should write. Hmm. So I started a blog and I started the routine of getting down and doing writing. Hmm. And so the challenge, of course, is that we've got to link it to something. Hmm. Now, before we talk about that, I want to get to the third step in this recycle program. So we've reduced, you've picked your goal to become an angel investor. We're going to reuse. We say, hey, 20 minutes of of educating yourself in some area with respect to angel investing. And now the third thing is recycle. So reduce, reuse, recycle. Now, what does recycle mean in the context of putting together a habit? Well, very simply this. We feed off of other people that are doing the very thing that we want to do. So if you want to get good at something, get aligned with people who are already good at it. You will be far more likely to run a marathon if you're training with somebody who's already run one. Right. Uh, you can still do it with people who are running their first for the first time. Maybe they'll be motivated because it's it's unique and new the first time, but they may not be motivated the second time. Yeah. And so if you want to get with somebody who knows how to, to do something, pick somebody who was already well-established at a habit. So if you're talking about angel investing, then you can either find another angel investor that you can get with once a week. You, you start to pick their brain. They give you stuff that you need to do. And they become the person who's kind of your mentor in that area. Right. Or you can find somebody who's very good at taking in information. doesn't matter what the field is, but you learn then the techniques about, well, how do you structure that for yourself? This whole idea of mimicking what other people do is well-grounded in research. There's a part of our brain called the mirror neuron system. And this is the place in our brain where we basically see somebody else doing something and it inspires us to do the very thing. Hmm. You ever go to an action movie 
you know, yes. like somebody's driving cars really fast, like like in the Bourne supremacy or something. You know, yes. I always love the chase scenes in the Bourne movies, right? And you get out of the theater, and what do you want to do? You want to drive your car <laughs> really fast, yes. you know? And that's because it's triggered this mirror neuron system, and you feel you feel what they feel, and that's why guys like watching football and all the rest is they have a very strong mirror neuron system. It's like it's so funny. We feel like we are that guy. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Me and my cousin, we, we used to watch a lot of Jean Claude Van Damme movies, and I have no shame in saying that. But we did you ever watch the movie Bloodsport? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, we used to watch that. Is movie. this a recommendation? No. <laughs> well, maybe. It depends. I probably still like it. We literally, as soon as the movie was over, we would flip over the couch and then go into mixed martial arts fighting. And he was a black belt in karate, so it wasn't really that much fun. I would just get knocked out right away. But it was instantaneous for us to watch that movie watch it and repeat it instantly i mean it was it it wasn't conversation is do you want to do this it was yeah let's do it flip over the couch that's probably why they put on all these commercials you know do not do this at home (laughs) because they're saying oh he can jump off that building and and do all that i can do that right i never knew there's an explanation for it yeah (laughs) well that's exactly what it is and researchers have found that you're more likely to exercise even if you drive by a fitness center and you see other people working out you're more likely to go, oh, that's, I need to do that too. Yeah. It just triggers that desire that you have to do what they're doing. You know, you see people mm. running in the park or whatever you go, oh, I think I, I, I'd like to go running in the park too. Explains so much of my childhood. So if you wanted to use this system for you, this mirror neuron system to your advantage, then find people who are in the, practicing the very habit that you want to practice. And align yourself with them. Get with them as often as you can. When I decided I was going to join a friend on a 300-mile bike trip, I needed to align myself with someone who had gone before to do that and ride along with them because I wasn't as inclined to go out and do the training that it took without it. Yeah. And, of course, as you know, the hardest part of creating a habit is the habit formation. Mm -hmm. It's once you have the habit, you know, it's easier to sustain. It's Mm -hmm. getting it to happen that's... That's always a, a hard, hard time. Now, um, how long does it take to a, a habit to form? Uh, well, it depends on the habit. Popular wisdom says it takes 21 days to form a habit, but uh, habits can form very easily if it's an easy habit, uh, but they can take very long to form if it's a longer habit. Like journaling mm-hmm. uh, is probably not an easy habit formation process. How, no. how long did you go in journaling? Um, I would say about 35, 40 days. Yeah. And it still didn't, form didn't it hadn't took yet because life changed. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I've always been confused by the 21 day thing. I, I always thought it was 21 days to break a habit. Cause I, me- I remember last year I looked up some research and it says, uh, it was a American research, uh, Institute that did this research about how long it takes to form a habit. And I remember the study saying it takes 66.5 days for the average American to form a habit. Yeah, it uh, the 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 habits you can form simple habits quickly and yeah. more complicated habits. I I've seen the study that I saw that had sixty six days, said up to sixty six days because that's the longest one that they studied. They didn't mm. study ones that take longer than that. Mm. Um, so there there the averages do range, mm. and so the reason to say that is don't get discouraged if you don't get a habit to form quickly. Mm within the 21 day period or even within the 66 day period, because some habits are going to take longer to form than others. Hmm. Here's a helpful technique. 
if you want to create a new habit, that we should add it to the end of a current chain of habits that you already have. Now, this is a technique that was pointed out by Jeremy Dean in his book, Making Habits, Breaking Habits. And here's what he said. Think about how large portions of your days are habits linked together in chains. What you want to do is add a new link in the chain where there is an open slot. You're looking for a time when you've just finished one regular habit and you're casting about for the next activity. Hmm. Uh, so it's that casting about that I think you know we can all recognize. It's like uh, I finished my morning routine and now you know I've got my cup of coffee and now what do I do? It's that point where you make that first conscious decision. That's your opportunity to link a new habit. It's when you know that you know, everything I'm doing in the morning, this is just mindless stuff, and now, all right, what do I want to do next? It's when you ask yourself that question, look at the last thing that you did. That's the last habit that you had. If it, Maybe it's like grabbing that cup of coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. That then becomes the new cue. So you say, when I have this cup of coffee, I am now going to spend 20 minutes reading on angel investing. Hmm. I'm going to read this blog from an angel investor. Hmm. That's the first thing I'm going to do after my cup of coffee. Hmm. So then what you've done is you've just added to that chain. So here's your morning routine. You get up, you get dressed, you get going, you grab your cup of coffee and you go, all right, my morning blog from angel investor, superstar.com, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. 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 And so then you read that, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's, I grab my cup of coffee and the first 20 minutes is I'm going to write in my journal or I'm going to do whatever it is, that keystone habit that you identify in the reuse section. Hmm. That's the cleanest way I've seen to add a new habit is to just do that. I started one on Saturday mornings. It doesn't have to be an every morning thing. The cue for me is I have a Saturday morning routine. I decided that one of the things that I wanted to create in my life was more gratitude for the people that, that I know and that have helped me and, and that I've gotten to know. And so on Saturday mornings, one of my habits now is to write a thank you note to someone. Hmm. And so I think back over the week and I go, well, who would I just like to write a thank you note to? In fact, I created my own stationery on the outside of the cover. It says, I know what you did, and it has a picture of a toad. Hmm. And on the inside, it says, and I like it. <laughs> so it's, this, it's a unique little thing. It's not your normal thank you note. Right. It stands out, but I like to send that out to people, and I do that once a week, and, and, it's, and that's a lot of fun. But that's a habit that I do on a weekly basis. Hmm. So you could even do it on a monthly basis, for instance. You might have a habit every month. It's the last day of the month. I'm going to spend a half an hour reviewing what happened in the month and planning what happens the next month. Hmm. That's another habit that you can tie to an event and create a cue for it. Hmm. So I think Jeremy Dean's suggestion about thinking about when you're casting about looking for the next thing to do, that's a great time to bolt in a habit. I think that's a terrific uh, suggestion. Hmm. That's really good stuff. I like that. So I think we've gotten to the point where this needs to kind of be summarized and given in a way that uh, people can take it and run with it and take it as maybe a challenge. Yeah, well, it's time for a challenge, you think? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean, because we have, that, that is a lot of info, so let's condense that down. Let's make that, re, uh, is it reduce, reuse, recycle? Or? Reduce, reuse, recycle. Okay, so... Your basic recycling program. How, how would you challenge me? Yeah, so okay, so here's a challenge for you. You took last week's challenge. This is this week's challenge, right? So on the reduce side, I mean, 
find your most important goal. You already articulated it. My most important goal, maybe you want to think about it and come up with something new. Sure. My, my most important goal could be I want to be an angel investor in five, ten years. Yep. Let's pick five years. That's good. Three years. Two years. Yeah. What do you like? Amen. So pick one. And then the reuse part of that is to say, all right, what's the one thing that I can start? Now, it's important that you're only picking one thing. Hmm, Because as we talked about in episode number one, a lot of the challenges you get into when you start picking a lot of goals for the year and the New Year's resolutions is that you can't keep them all going. Yep. But you can add one new habit. So if you think about one habit that I could form, so think about your activity that would be best for you in terms of achieving your uh, angel investing. We talked about having a habit of doing some reading or exploration. Pick the frequency and when you want to link that. So link it to something. Hmm. It could be right after you get your cup of coffee in the morning. It could be once a week on a Saturday or a Sunday or some evening or whatever, but it's like, this is the time that I do this. Hmm. You link it to something that's a cue, and it could be even monthly. Okay. Um, so that's the second thing, reuse. Okay. On recycle, find the person that you can mimic that do the very thing that you identified in the reuse. Hmm. So align yourself with them. That's easy enough. So reduce, find your most important goal and pick one. Reuse, find one thing that I can start. And recycle, just find someone I can mimic. Does that sound right? Right on. Okay. That's easy. Well, I was going to say that's easy enough. It's not easy, but it's definitely doable. Definitely doable. It is. I don't know if I could do it this week, but I'm on this. You're on it. I am. Well, we'll, we'll check in with you again on it. A lot of this is based off of the ebook that you wrote, the same thing that we talked of about last week. This is kind of a continuation on that. Is that is, do you still have that book available? Yep. Or yeah, is that people a can get to that book. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll have a link in the show notes, uh, reinventure.me slash 21. And click the link there. You'll get to my website. You can download the ebook. It's called 10 Strategies to Get More Done. I'd love to get your comments on, on that book. And in fact, Armin and I would love to have you comment on this show if there's anything that you think we should cover, any ideas that you have, any habits that you think you're going to join us in creating for yourself. We'd love to hear about that at reinventure.me. Just leave us a comment. We'd also love for you to leave a comment on iTunes and on Stitcher. And you can find the link to iTunes at reinventure.me slash iTunes and to Stitcher at reinventure.me slash Stitcher. Of course, if you like to pick up the phone and give us a call, our phone number is 612-314-5447. And for our friends on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash reinventureme. Armin, I think this is it for today. We're out of time. That's right. But uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Reinventure Me. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. 